1: Welcome to Ascension Sisters, a live radio podcast for people who want to know the truth about how the world really works. From whistleblowers and witnesses to deep research and official documents, we read between the lines of society's conventional narrative to give you the information you need to know to design your life the way you want, based on intelligence, facts, intuition, and hard won wisdom, not propaganda, disinformation, or somebody else's agenda Welcome to Ascension Sisters. This is episode four of our series called The Nuclear Truth. There's no business like show business is the title of tonight's episode. I'm your host, Cece Kelly, and I'm here with whistleblower and my real life sister, Suzanne Helene. Suzanne, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me back, Cece. Tonight we are live live. Uh, it's 11 o'clock Eastern Time, and we're taking calls from listeners. Uh, the number to reach us is area code 323-642-1687. That's area code 323-642-1687. I know last week we had some callers on the board, and we did not get to them. And I, I wish we had, so we're just making that shout-out tonight. Feel free to call in. Um I want to start out by bringing our listeners up to speed to where we are today. In the first few episodes of the series, Suzanne gave her testimony about her experiences as an employee at a large medical facility in Southern California that was built on the former location of a NASA-Boeing industrial space complex And this was home to both the Apollo and Space Shuttle missions. In addition, this land was formerly home to the first nuclear reactor in California, as well as a neutron bomb factory back in the 20s and 30s. A developer named Stuart Lichter, renowned for buying up brownfields and basically doubling his money on the sales, purchased the Downey site after NASA transferred it to the city of Downey after Boeing released a report that the chances of contamination were so remote that there was no need to test it. So basically under the laws of the Superfund Act, if a developer buys a brownfield, they have to clean it up. In other words, they have to have everything tested so there's no chance of contamination to the soil or to the water or to the air. But because Boeing released that report, that we talked about a few episodes ago, Lichter is basically off the hook and they can go ahead and build anything they want. Even though NASA issued a restrictive land use covenant that meant no one could ever build hospitals or other types of public buildings on the site, but that's exactly what they did anyway. And as a result of potential contamination to the workplace, over 20% of Suzanne's coworkers have succumbed to disease, including cancer, and 13 people have died. Do I get that number right, Suzanne, about 13 people?
0: Yes, 13 people, and this was actually uh, during the time that I was employed there from uh, 2009 to 2018 this
1: year. It's a very short period of time, all concentrated in a single space. I mean, it would be quite a coincidence if that's what it is. It just seems too remarkable. So, tonight we're going to dive back in with some new information. Uh, We're going to analyze an article that appeared, actually, it's not new information, but it's going to be a new analysis of this information. Let's look at it that way. Uh, An article that appeared in the Los Angeles Times in 2009, outlining the history of the Downey site up until that date. Um, as well as lawsuits against the developer and other findings revealing that workers were indeed exposed to hexavalent, chromium, and tetrachloroethylene, both cancer-causing agents, and obviously that can cause death. Um, Also affected were workers at the Downey Studios. So in addition to the hospital and medical complex that our whistleblower Suzanne was employed at, there was a movie studio, basically, across the street across the street and around the corner. And this uh, film production facility uh, produced uh, such films that I'm sure you'll recognize as Iron Man, Christmas with the Cranks, Lemony Snicket, and a whole bunch of others that we'll be talking about. And uh, this was located across the street, basically, from the medical complex where Suzanne was an employee. And these workers also... Suffered many of the things that Suzanne's coworkers suffered. And there's a little bit more documentation around these particular workers. So let's uh, jump right in again. And again, if you want to call in and ask a question or add to the conversation or simply express your outrage, the number to call is 323 642 1687. So let's check out this article. Uh, From the New York Times, August 2nd, 2009, um, from the L.A. Times, and uh, it's titled, Health Complaints Linked to Former NASA in Downey. A toxic cleanup paved the way for Downey Studios, but people who worked on films there say they developed conditions from which they have not recovered. The source of their problems remains a mystery. In 34 years as a Hollywood prop maker, John Izumi rarely missed a day of work. Now he can barely pull himself out of bed. His medical records describe a daunting array of ailments, chest pains, he- headaches, dizziness, memory loss, red blotches, pimple-like bumps. He says he has trouble breathing at night and wakes up with tremors. Izumi traces these symptoms to the three months he spent at Downey Studios in 2004 and 2005 building sets for the science fiction movie, The Island. And he's quoted as saying, it's like my body is breaking down, said the 55-year-old Burbank resident. My life has changed ever since I worked out there. Dozens of film production workers have similar complaints about Downey Studios, which occupies the site of a former NASA plant Southeast of Los Angeles that produced spacecraft for the Apollo moon missions. Now, remember, this is basically the same area of land, the same hundreds of acres in the same location as Suzanne's uh, workplace in Downey. Mm -hmm. Back to the article, part of the property was turned into a film production center early in this decade after a cleanup intended to protect workers and the public from the toxic residue of years of aerospace research and manufacturing. The transformation was celebrated as an example of how old industrial sites, often a burden on communities, can be reclaimed for productive uses. But carpenters, welders, electricians and other film production workers say they, they developed severe respiratory and other problems while working there and have never recovered film workers have given the name the downy flu to one particular cluster of symptoms chronic congestion headaches and rashes some have even refused to work there a rare phenomenon in the tough blue collar world of set construction you
0: now as uh, cc as we're going through this article I'm thinking about it. Okay. Um, This article was written in 2009, Mm -hmm. actually a month before the medical center opened. And I seriously, not until the day before I left was I aware of the Apollo missions, the, you know, the NASA plant didn't know about any of those things, but what I did know was that a lot of people would call out sick. And um, there was uh, one coworker I had mentioned in the previous episode since January out ill due to a very mysterious respiratory ailment mm. that was resistant to medications. And then I see this downy flu and these symptoms, and it makes me think, all right, now it's 2018. And with what, look you know it's still happening today people still get the downy people flu people still happen it's yeah people still apparently get some of
1: these symptoms now back in 2009 uh so we're talking so this article's written just before your medical center opened mm-hmm. where after it opened and you're saying people called in sick did they joke around and call it the downy flu or was that a a thing
0: in your in the vocabulary yet you know it wasn't in the vocabulary but we would, you know, there are some people who were more frequently sick than others, and uh, but pe- they would actually be given a hard time because of the where I worked, it was a crisis hotline, and it was a real burden on the rest of the team when someone was out. So it's almost like resentment. So no one, no one really, you know, thought of it this way.
1: Wow, very interesting. Yeah. Um, the article goes on to say that. It uh, sounds like like your workplace. At least 34 people have filed, well, actually, we'll find out in a second. 34 people have filed workers' compensation claims over illnesses they traced to the studio complex. The LA Times obtained detail records on 18 of the cases. In 11, including the gentleman we've been quoting, John Azumi's. Uh, independent physicians found that some or all of the symptoms were caused or aggravated by working at Downey Studios. Interesting. I'm wondering if they linked that aggravation to the chemicals that were found there. They're not really um, saying that in the article yet, but there's a a lot more to go in this article. Now, Suzanne, I'm wondering if you're familiar with any um,
0: uh, claims that have been filed from workers at your workplace. Hmm. Well, I can only tell you that this is very recent uh, since in our last episode, I believe we talked about how um, another one of our, uh, the workers in our building died of cancer Mm -hmm. and, um, and someone I've known quite some time said that she was going to file a complaint with OSHA, with Cal OSHA. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, you know, and that's like, well, you know, this was after 13 people. Now we're only talking about the people who passed away. Not the ones who survived and who were are you know are recovering or in remission or still sick, okay, and so we've got you know so so we now we have another, and I believe in this article later they talked about how they had filed a complaint with Cal OSHA, and now here we are again, um, nine years later, interesting so back to
1: the article in three other cases, independent physicians, specialists certified by the state to offer neutral opinions. In workers' compensation cases, said the ailments appeared to be work-related, but further tests were needed to make a determination. The tests were never performed because insurance companies contested the doctor's findings and refused to pay for the test. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. This is such a smoking gun kind of statement. Uh, in the four remaining cases, independent physicians said workers' symptoms were not work-related.
0: I want to add just a little something. Sure. I have been um, looking at the uh, the CDC uh, website and also Cal OSHA, where they do investigations of what they would call cancer clusters. And, um, and a lot of times, they dismiss these claims because the uh, cancers are in different parts of the body. Um, they may be in an age cohort that mm. you know, like like you know, women over sixty, where you know you see you know a cluster of breast cancer well that's more normal to the general population so we can't say that it's caused by right. any con- possible contaminants here so it's very difficult to prove it's interesting you can you can follow the logic but at the same time you know
1: the the way one person's body reacts to something like what are they pre you know where's their immune system down or up you right. know what uh, how is cancer going to manifest in their body? What cells are turned on and off and how are they reacting to the aggravating chemicals? It's hard to say. Yeah. And I think that line of, you know, thinking also has to be proved out, but it is very complex because it's actually, you know, an emerging body of science to how cancer forms and what is causing cancer and things like that. Um the, back of the article, the source of health problems is a mystery, so they say. Independent physicians generally do not try to pinpoint the precise cause of an illness. Here, this is playing into just what we were saying. Mm-hmm. In their workers' compensation claims, in injury complaints reported to Cal OSHA and in civil lawsuit, film production workers cited a variety of potential causes, including mold, Dust churned up during renovations at Downey Studios and toxic chemicals detected in the soil. Stuart Lichter, whom we mentioned a little bit back, that's the developer who developed the site, whose industrial reality group operates Downey Studios, or at least used to. This this may be um, actually in the past tense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know why? They demolished the studios in 2012.
1: Right, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Um and then we wonder why. So Downey Studios rejected the he rejected the idea that conditions at the site made anyone sick. So here's an industrial developer. I don't know what position he is in to do this. But he's quoted as saying, We've done an amazing amount to transform this property, and everything we've done has been responsible, said Lichter, founder and president of IRG. David White, a lawyer for the company, said there was no evidence linking the workers' health problems to Downey. A lot of these guys work with fairly toxic materials in their line of work, he said. They've done all kinds of heavy industrial work, said the lawyer. We won't go there. Uh, General uh, Gerald Caton, Downey city manager, vigorously defended the cleanup of the former NASA plant. There's probably not a site in America that has been more thoroughly evaluated from an environmental point of view.
0: You know, that I find interesting, too, because um, so in 2009, that was September 2009, when I was uh, taking the tour of the hospital, as um, I was talking about, I think maybe the first episode, where I was um, told that I can't drink from the water fountain because of the high levels of radiation that are unsafe. And they said radiation, radioactivity, Mm -hmm. not these other chemicals. And so I'm thinking, oh, if it's so squeaky clean why is it that the water fountains are taped off, you know, and, and we're, we can't drink the water there? Little pieces of tape are supposed to protect yeah, you with, from radiation. With paper, do not drink. And, and if everything was done
1: to clean up everything more than anyone else, then these how can these statements, how can this possibly be true? Uh, film produ- see, uh, see Film production workers typically are independent contractors hired through Hollywood craft unions while working on a movie. They are employed by payroll service companies, which purchase insurance to cover work-related injuries and illnesses. Those insurers rejected all the claims related to Downey Studios, saying the workers' problems stem from pre-existing conditions or previous employment. Okay, so everyone. That's just insane. Mm -hmm. Workers appealed within the state workers' compensation system, and insurance carriers have since settled about a third of the cases. Interesting. And a few others, claimants tired of the battle and walked away with nothing. At least 16 workers are still fighting for workers' compensation benefits. Obviously, this, this article is a number of years in the past, so we don't know what the status is there. We will actually look into that. Ultimately, disputed cases are resolved through a trial before an administrative law judge, often several years after the claim was filed. Some of the workers who blame their medical problems continue to work on movie productions across Los Angeles, but some have stopped saying they are too sick. American International Group Incorporated, the workers' compensation insurer in most of the Downey Studios cases, declined to comment. (laughs) How is that not surprising? What is clear we're quoting here is that there is a large number of people who have reported similar symptoms from working at the same location, said Sarah K. Kirkonian, a Glendale lawyer representing eight of the workers, that can't be brushed off as just at least. Someone is sounding somewhat same.
0: Yes, and I don't think 13 people, um, not, not to mention the, those, you know, people who survived in my office can be brushed off as a coincidence. But, you know, it remains to be seen if OSHA does indeed try to investigate this time. Exactly. Uh,
1: Downey Studios is was one of the largest film production spaces in North America, it, its converted hangars have 300, or had 360,000 square feet of production space and an artificial lake the size of a football field. Before the controversy over the health complaints and a broad downturn in film production, Downey Studios was one of the region's busiest film sites, hosting such productions as Spider-Man, The Italian Job, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, and Catch Me If You Can, more recently, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, which opened a while ago. The property between Lakewood and Bellflower Boulevards, north of Imperial Highway, was a cradle of the nation's aircraft and aerospace industries. During World War II, Volte aircraft made heavy bombers there. After the war, North American Aviation conducted research on nuclear power and rocket propulsion. In the 60s, North American, later part of Rockwell International, landed a NASA contract to build a booster rocket and the command and service modules for the Apollo Lunar Program. Later, workers at Downey made and assembled components for six space shuttles. Boeing acquired Rockwell's aerospace and defense divisions in '96 and shut the plant three years later. The city of Downey drafted plans for a shopping center, a hospital, and movie on the 160-acre site and bought an initial 66 acres from the federal government in 1999. Environmental surveys documented extensive contamination. Uh, Trichloroethylene was found in high concentrations in soil and groundwater. Exposure to elevated levels of the industrial solvent can cause nerve and organ damage, respiratory problems, and impaired immunity. Mm. Hexavalent chromium used to plate metal and rust-proof aircraft engine parts was also found in high concentrations in the soil in places Exposure to hexavalent chromium can cause cold-like symptoms and damage to the nose, throat, and lungs. Direct contact with the skin can cause rashes and sores. In In all, the U.S. Department of Labor has identified 259 toxic substances used at the former NASA facility. After extensive studies, state and federal regulators determined that the contamination could be mitigated to the point that it would not pose a significant risk to workers or the public, a 2001 study, however, cautioned that employees working outdoors for long periods or involved in excavation could be at risk from exposure to volatile organic compounds. To bring in revenue, the city began leasing the site for film production, it moved to acquire the remainder of the property from NASA and redevelop it on a fast track. Officials took advantage of an amendment to the federal Superfund law that allows certain government properties to be sold before they have been cleaned up or while cleanups are still in progress. Such early transfers must be approved by the governor of the state. Then Governor Gray Davis granted approval for the Downey property in 2003 and Winston Hickox, then California Secretary of Environmental Protection, lauded the move as great for the environment and for the Southlands economy. The city awarded a $20.5 million contract to International Risk Assumption, a Denver firm, to conduct a long term cleanup overseen by the State Water Board. Work crews extracted trichloroethylene and other contaminants from soil, treated polluted groundwater, and removed hundreds of tons of arsenic laced dirt, among other steps. Lictors, Industrial Real- Realty Group, I almost said Reality Group, which would be hysterical which specializes in developing old industrial sites, was selected to convert the aerospace plant into a film production hub. The company took over management of the property in early 2003 and in November of that year bought about 60 acres and leased an additional 20 from the city. Early on, the makeover ran into difficulty. In August 2003, a city inspector came upon a pile of dirt excavated from beneath the main studio building called building one to create an artificial lake for lemony Snicket's, a series of unfortunate events. The Mm -hmm. reservoir served as lake. I'm not sure how to pronounce this. I haven't seen this movie. Uh, lacrimose, Susan, what do you think? it is? I think it's
0: probably lacrimose
1: lacrimose in the film. The inspector noticed patches of yellow green soil, In the pile, a possible sign of chromium contamination, according to records of the Los Angeles Regional Water Quality Control Board. The city halted all work at the site and had the soil tested. In some samples, measurements of total chromium, a combination of hexavalent chromium and trivalent uh, chromium, were far above the federal safety standard, water board records show. The records say the chromium may have been discharged during the 1950s when a section of the building was used as a plating room. This doesn't sound like the best cleanup job ever, um, as the developers said it was. How could it be? It, yeah. it, it can't be. It's obviously we're in, it's a cover up, and we're trying to uncover this. International Risk Assessment developed a remediation plan in consultation with state regulators. From November 2003 to January 2004, cleanup crews separated the contaminated soil from the clean soil and deposited it in a pile to be disposed of later off-site. That's insane. That's like, you know, the Cinderella, you know, separating the corn from the ash or something. It's just, it's insane. You can't do it. <laughs> Dur- during this process, an industrial hygienist monitored chromium levels in the air and found they were safe, according to the water board records. The pile of contaminated soil eventually grew to nearly 7,000 tons, so much for the cleanup that was supposed to have happened before this. At the time, the Queen Latifah comedy, Taxi, was being filmed at Downey, including outdoor shooting and crews for Lemony Snicket were creating sets in Building 1, at the same time that this 7,000 tons of Green contaminated soil Was being piled up In February 2004 Another film crew arrived to work On Christmas with the cranks The workers noticed the pile of contaminated Dirt which was near a back lot Where they would build a replica Of a suburban Chicago street Uh, Ruben Lon a laborer On the crew said supervisors asked Him to put a plastic covering Over the pile they told us There was chromium in the dirt but it's only bad if it's blowing in the air and if we breathe it. And Lon said they joked about it. David Elliott, construction coordinator for Christmas with the crank, said he met with workers and shared with them the test results indicating that the soil was not a health threat. I don't know. I don't think I would trust it. Though initial tests had detected elevated chromium levels in some samples, later testing by Laymaster Environmental Consulting of Long Beach Found concentrations within the federal safety standard, according to Laymaster's report filed with the Water Board. I'm not sure how these things can change in such a short period of time. The report does not explicitly address why the test results differed. There we go. It does say that as the excavated dirt was sorted and the contaminated soil moved into a separate pile, painted soil was mixed with clean soil. Ha! Huh. A water board official said that that could explain for the chromium levels, the difference in the chromium levels in the later tests. All right, there's some shenanigans going on here. Still, the remediation plan approved by state officials called for the dirt to be hauled to a landfill in Lancaster, and this was done in around February 2004, according to the water board records. And actually, before we go on, and we are almost out of time, uh, Suzanne, I know uh, before you left... California you were able to obtain a soil sample yourself.
0: Yes, I did. I went to one of the lots where very little grass grows let me tell you it's mm-hmm. been vacant uh, actually since I think the entire time that um, that I had worked on on the uh, on the, the area uh, in the you know where the the offices were right. And um, I decided I was going to dig up a sample and get it tested. And um, as of, as of this
1: time, uh, you are still in the process of determining which lab to send it to. Yes,
0: yeah, I want to be really careful of that, and, um, and see if I can get it um, get uh, two labs to see mm-hmm. know, the, you know, Independent. compare them, them. Yeah.
1: So we're coming down to just about a minute left of the show. I just want to get through a little bit more of this article, and then we'll sign off until next week. Uh, Thomas Merrill, IRG's vice president for construction and project management, initially told the time that no film production was done at the chromium piled there right, until after the soil had been removed. Elliot Elliot, however, said that his production log showed that Christmas with the Cranks crew started work on February second, two thousand and four, eight days before the cleanup was Production crews for Taxi and Lemony Snicket had been there earlier as well. So there's definitely something um, going on here. There's definitely some shenanigans or some confusion. And it's very clear that workers at Downey Studios and Suzanne's Medical Complex were exposed to the hexavalent chromium and, and through the soil, through the water, and the air. So we're going to sign off for now. So join us next week for Ascension Sisters. I'm CC Kelly, and I'm here with whistleblower Suzanne Helene. And thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye.